Hey folks, welcome to Culture Jack. You're here with Dustin and Anthony. Today on the show, we're talking about a man that did not see Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Remember, if you like the show, be sure to subscribe and share it with your pals. So get your headphones on, you're about to get jacked. Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the show. This is Dustin, of course. My stalwart companion is not here with us today, and that is because we are two men of very different paths of 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 going and not going of of the the have and the have not. <laughs> I. I but what I mean by that is, uh, this show is going to be dedicated to myself because Anthony is not here. It is dedicated to a person who has not yet had the opportunity to see Avengers Endgame. We're already one weekend in, and I haven't gotten an opportunity to see it yet. So I, I'm going to talk to you about my experience with everyone around me being able to go see this movie, this cultural event, this phenomenon, and me being left out. Well, I'm, I'm not alone in that. I know there's other people that haven't seen it yet. Um, but just to kind of, kind of tell that story. And then maybe from Anthony, we'll hear the other side of the story because he, that lucky bastard, <laughs> he's gone already. And so anyway, um, Avengers Endgame came out April 26th, uh, 2019, and there were early showings on the 25th, and there were preview screenings well before that, and the premiere, I think, was earlier in the week, yeah, a couple days before. It's been out at the time of this recording one weekend, and it's... Uh, Tuesday, the 30th, it's the last day in April. It's been out one weekend and a couple days, and it has it has made $1.3 billion. Oh my gosh. That is, that is so much, so much freaking money. <laughs> That's like the, the most popular Marvel movies in their entire box office runs. So it's really cool, uh, and I think des- deservedly so. Maybe I mean maybe I keep I keep telling my friends, "Gosh, I I really hope that movie doesn't suck. I really hope I really hope they pulled it off." But realistically, I don't I don't see how it could be a bad movie with that much time and effort and energy and that many many heads bumping together in a room. At the head of this this billion dollar franchise, it's multiple billion dollars. It, I heard that uh, over the course of course of the MCU, twenty two movies, it's made over twenty billion dollars. Disney purchased Fox for it was like sixty two billion, I think. It made it this franchise alone. 
has made one-third of the amount that it took Disney to buy an entire studio with. That's insane. That's so crazy. I can't remember what Disney bought Marvel. Marvel 4. I can't remember (laughs) how much Disney bought Marvel for, but Google can. And uh, the price tag for Marvel Entertainment from Disney was $4.24 billion. So talk about a return on investment, man. Made five times that amount in in, in this last decade. So they knew what they were doing when they when they bought Marvel. I, I I think it would be appropriate if at this point in the podcast I turned on some sad music. There we go. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on my my sad face so you can well you can't see my sad face but you can hear the sadness in my voice, the lamentations of one man who was unable to see this cultural event on its opening weekend. You have no idea. (laughs) You have no idea how hard, how hard it has been to avoid spoilers. (laughs) And me and everyone in my immediate circle has sworn off the internet. We've sworn off social media. We've sworn off YouTube because we knew that spoilers would make their way to those platforms. What we did not count on was the outright lack of consideration from some of our peers and friends and family. I was spoiled. It's been a it's been a rough rough week and I'm not going to get to see it yet for another another 5 days. As of this recording, by the time it's released, it'll probably be about three days then. But I haven't got to see it yet. And there was uh, an event, and it might seem uh, innocuous to a normal person, um, but to me, it was a big event. One of my one of my colleagues came to me, and they said, oh, I saw Avengers Endgame. I said, oh, was it good? Of course, the answer is yes. And they they said, oh, it was so good. And this line from the movie was so funny when they said, bleh, and they spit it out. I didn't have time to stop them. I didn't have time to say anything. I, I quickly tried to change the subject. I said, well, was the, was, the, was the theater very full? <laughs> they said, yeah, it was. I said, great, I'll talk to you later. See ya. And I left. I was gone. So... <laughs> for that it was uh, it wasn't a major plot point it was a, a movie line it was a quip that the MCU is so well so well known for but it was a quip that I wanted to experience for the first time in the theater my brother uh, for example he is uh, uh when he has, has time for, away from work, he's a substitute teacher. And he... <laughs> my wife was busting his chops because um, he he had signed up for a substitute teaching gig. And he's also waiting to go to the 
to the movie uh, until I can go to the movie. <laughs> God bless. <laughs> uh, but he didn't realize it. My wife started busting his chops saying, hey, you signed up for a substitute teaching gig at a school with children who have probably all seen Avengers Endgame. And he's like, damn it. It's too late to back out now. So he has to survive an entire week of potential little snot-nosed spoilers running all around him. <laughs> they were they were at the house, and um, I had I had watched a MCU recap, which I suggest everyone do if they haven't seen the movie all already, just to kind of catch you up on where the MCU is before the movie. Uh, the one I watched was a uh, Kramit uh, MCU recap by Screen Junkies. Anyway, they had intended to watch a recap for this, and so my brother punched into the old YouTube machine on the big screen TV. He punched in Avengers Endgame recap, and then hit the hit the go button, the search button, and. And off to the races, there were, there were so many spoilers that just flooded the screen. And they had to duck behind couches and tables and chairs and, and throw things at the TV to break it. If they broke my TV, I'd be so upset. But they didn't break it. Uh, but they <laughs> successfully avoided spoilers. My wife was in a cafe. Heard a couple, a couple teenagers talking. Overheard them talking about Avengers Endgame. Plugged her, plugged her ears and got out of there as quick as she could. So this, I want you to realize, if you've already seen Avengers Endgame, you are in a, in a place of envy. You are in a prestigious seat that is a position I would love to be in. Though, on the other hand, I guess, really... I'm in a better spot than you are because I still get to experience these events, these quips, these lines, these major plot points, these hopefully tight knit uh, bookends to the MCU or not the MCU because obviously it's not over, but to the Infinity Saga. When I when I went and began watching all of these movies. It, the MCU has really grown, obviously, to a huge cultural thing. So many people are aware of it. So many people get excited about the movies. When I went to one of the first movies, the Captain America, the first Avenger, which my wife will tell you we went to together, but honestly, basically, I was alone because she slept through the whole thing. Um, <laughs> but we've been going to these movies uh, like many, many others. For the last 10 years. I'm in my mid-30s, man. That's a third of my life. And to have this this happen, what a time to be alive, man. What a time, what a time to be alive. That's so cool. I mean, these these characters, Iron Man, Captain America, Ant-Man, Black Panther, Doctor Strange, Captain Marvel in there, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, no one cares about you. <laughs> I just think they're... What a, what a crazy way to tell a story. It's... 
after after thinking about what the MCU is, what this Marvel Cinematic Universe is, it's hard for me to think that you can gain as much emotional investment in a character in a regular movie when we've we've been with these characters for years and years and how much each of them has had their own own personal story that lends itself to this this more overarching story and i i just man it just it's so cool and it's so cool to talk about uh the the stories with people right after we'd we'd gone and seen captain marvel um the family and i went to um the uh, bookstore and you know, they, we went over to the, the manga and comic section. And, we, you know, as we're walking through, this other family comes through. Uh, well, a mom and, t- and two kids. And, and they were like, I don't know, we can we can find her, we can find her. And I said, are you looking for Captain Marvel? And she said, oh my gosh, yes. And I said, okay, well, I saw a bookend over here, or a, a, a setup of some Captain Marvel comics over here. You should check it out. And she's like, oh, thanks. I am just so excited for Endgame. And I was like, oh, my God, me too. And the kids were like, oh, my God, me too. And so it's it's a thing that just kind of crosses generations and, and I don't know, just all kind of facets of society. And, and people just love these freaking movies. It's so cool. And I, I was never a, like a comic book comic book guy. Like I read comic books, but I never read and really went through uh, comic books in a kind of serialized way where I paid attention and really knew the characters. But as soon as these movies started coming out and they would drop a line for an important sounding character or important sounding organization or um, a story arc, a a reactor, the Tesseract or uh, a MacGuffin of of some other, other kind, I would always go to the wiki online and look it up in the wiki. And I found, especially in the past, I don't know, I would say three years, four years, I've stopped, I've stopped doing that because there's been such a huge divergence from the comic books. I mean, not, not in the sense that they have, they've gone away from, and these characters don't represent what the comic book characters do. Cause I think they do. I think it's, it's mostly akin to a different writer getting involved with the same character and having a, a run of that character. Um, and that's what this cinematic universe is about. And I'm so excited for the end of this saga, the Infinity Saga, and where it goes to next. Because now they've bought Fox, they've got all the assets, they've got the X-Men, they've got the Fantastic Four. Me and my brother grew up on the X-Men. da 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 da, and I, I, it's the the way that they brought the Avengers to life is a way that the, I hope they bring the X Men to life, and they do them justice, and they re recast and reboot all of those characters, bring them into this universe. God, I cannot wait! I cannot wait for that event. But that's not what I'm talking about tonight. I'm talking about not yet being able to see <laughs> Marvel's Avengers Endgame. And Anthony has, maybe he'll have a different perspective, maybe he'll have the same perspective. I definitely won't be listening to his side of the podcast because 
I'm not going to spoil it for myself. So beware, there there will probably be potential spoilers in that one. Uh, but in this one, uh, it's not not the case. So <laughs> I know it's a I know it's a quick episode. Just wanted to talk to you about Avengers. If you haven't seen it, hopefully you are as successful as I have been, or more successful, avoiding spoilers. Hopefully you go in to the theater to see this three-hour movie with a large bucket of popcorn and a very, very small soda pop. (laughs) But that's it for the episode. So throw your headphones to the floor. Check us out on Twitter and Facebook at CultureJack. And if you like the episode and you want to hear more, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends, and tune in next week. Culture Jacked. Tech, games, movies, and more.